Welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about how to price your services. This is the number one question that I get. Um, I've always gotten it and I've tried a million different ways to explain it and I've already done a podcast about it. I'm going to do it again and hopefully I don't confuse you more. But I need to lay out again why there is no such thing as a cut and dry. This is how you price for your services. So I'm going to give you the outline as to how I decide how to price and factors that are important and then give you some scenarios of different pricing structures you can do. Because the worst thing you can do is get overwhelmed, be afraid of charging too much or too little, and then not charging at all. And it happens um, whether you're just working with friends or, I mean, I still, I'll be working on a project and you know I set the price at the beginning, but then tons of stuff goes wrong with the project and I feel so bad for this client that I never collect the final payment. <laughs> like, let's not go ask for more money after this was, you know, the contractor failed to show up. So there are many, many factors. Um, and I'm going to kind of give you some background and, and teach you how to come up with it because it is different. It depends on where you live. It depends on how much experience you have and the type of design that you're going to provide. Those are the three main keys. So number one, you've got to do research. You can't go into this blind. You have to be asking around. You have to know what do other designers in your area charge? You know, if you're in New York or you're in LA or San Francisco, you can charge up to, you know, $300 an hour. Now that's the high end, right? People that have been doing this for years and have your reputation and have a following and have all of their accounts set up, that's who gets, you know, 150 to 250 an hour. And that's an absolute totally obtainable goal to reach reach for. So you can put that as your your stretch goal, right? That someday I'm going to be the designer that can charge $250 an hour. Now, if you think about it, I mean, that seems like a ton of money. But as a designer, I mean, how many hours do you really work a week? You've got the meeting with your client at the first, you know, house call. And I always teach people, you know, don't charge for that because you want an out. <laughs> you don't know if you want to even work with these people. Um, so you have to, you know, go to that first house call. That that to me is a an hour that I consider it more like marketing. I'm going to go to this person and see if it's someone that's a good fit with me, that they really need my services and that I can provide enough services for them and that we would get along and they're not crazy and they're not hoarders and they don't have unrealistic budgets and, um, you know, they don't have an oppressive husband that hates everything. And, you know, there's a lot of factors. Those are the the red flags that we talk about. So you want that first hour to be complimentary and it's more for you than for them. And, you know, I teach the, the whole, the whole, um, strategy of not giving your design away. So you're still not designing for free. It's just a meeting. You just want to go see the space that you're going to be working in and see if you want to take the job. Now, after that first hour, you're going to have, um, you know, a touch base. So you may spend eh, maybe five hours, six hours getting ready for that touch base appointment. And then maybe an hour or two hours for the touch base appointment. And then you'll have some other shopping time and a final presentation. But at the end of the day, 
you might work on a project, really, if you counted all of your time, about 20 to 30 hours. For Now, I'm talking like a basic living room, not a full house remodel. But that's a, that's a lot of time. You know, how long does it take you to pick out a coffee table? How long does it take you to pick out paint colors? If you're someone that has to go back and forth to the house and, you know, test the sample and then go to the store again and then go back and go, well, that's on you, <laughs> to be honest, because you're in control of your time and, you know, learning to be more efficient with your time. But at the end of the day, if you're working only 30 hours on a project and you're charging, you know, let's say $100, $100 an hour, well, that's a great, you know, $3,000 is a is a nice monthly um, income for 30 hours of, week, of work in a, in a month. And half of the time you were sitting in your pajamas looking on your iPad at Pinterest. So to me, see how it, it has to be with the amount of work you do, the intensity of the work, the difficulty of the work based on how much the client's going to invest in you. What, what is that time worth to them? See, this is where it gets in the weeds, why everyone's different. And it's really hard to say, like, this is how you price. So we'll use that $100 just because it makes the math easier. As, um, you know, that's a basic, that's a good hourly rate. $100 is someone that's had their business up and running for a while. You've got your accounts. You're going to make some money marking product up, and you're going to make some money with your hourly. And, you know, that, that's how you make a really good income. You can easily make seventy five dollars to 80000 a year charging $100 an hour if you're marking up product. So what is the going rate for your area? Again, if you're, if you're in the middle of Iowa, you know, 75 might be the highest. You know, if you're in a small, um, I've, I've worked with a lot of designers who live in sort of vacation home areas. They live on a lake or they live up in the mountains. And, um, you know, there are fewer designers there. So you can charge a little more. So, you know, look at your area. How many designers are there? Is it saturated? Are there well-established designers? Are there stores that offer design? What do they charge? Do your homework. Because you, you, I can't just tell a number and have it blind. It's no, there's no one magic number for everybody. So step one is do your research. And, you know, you can have a friend call someone and pretend that they're a, you know, a client and... So, you know, how do your fees work? And <laughs> But do the research and, and find out. Um, the second step is kind of what I'm, I've been touching on. How much experience do you have? Um, yesterday, I got a call from a dear friend of mine in uh, Southern California that has been a designer and a rep, uh, a vendor rep for, gosh, oh, I bet Dave's been doing this for maybe 40 years. Um, He's a little bit older than me, and Dave, if you're listening, I apologize if I'm, <laughs> I'm overestimating how many years you've been doing this. But I know if I've been designing for 30 years, uh, you've you've probably you've been in the industry for for 40. So he called me yesterday because he does mostly repping and he does stores. He has stores and he's a beautiful merchandiser and he does floral arrangements and makes these gorgeous silk trees and that's sort of been his niche. But people are coming in and asking him for design. He want they want him to design their house. And I get it. He has amazing, impeccable taste. Beautiful, beautiful storage. You walk into his stores and it's like magic. In fact, he just opened a, a pop-up down in San Diego called uh, Chattels. There's another name, but Chattels was always his store. So if you're in Southern California, 
go see Dave Fenn at Chattels in uh, San Diego because I guarantee you'll be blown away with his skill. So he called me just to pick my brain about how I should be charging, you know, vendors and things like that for furniture because normally, again, he does the accessories. And he was thinking of charging, you know, 75, 100 an hour. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. Dave, you have a reputation. People follow your store. He has a fan base. He can charge, he charges 150 to decorate a Christmas tree. Why would he charge, an hour, why would he charge less than that for designing a home? With his caliber, his background, his reputation, his resume, he should be charging $200 an hour at least. He's worth every penny. And he'll be efficient, right? That's that's the thing that, that experience brings to the table. The fact that I've been doing this so long, you know, if I walk into a house, I know exactly where I'm going to get the flooring. I know, okay, no, we can only do a 48-inch round table. We got, you know, we can do a sofa. But but I don't even have to really take the measurements. I know what furniture is going to fit. So my time, it, it's more efficient. I'm not charging them as many hours. So I feel fine charging, you know, 150, 175 because I know I'm going to be efficient. So if your experience is zero (laughs) or helping your parents or helping your friends or just your own house, then you need to be honest with it. When you walk into someone's house, it's going to take you a lot longer to measure. It's going to take you a lot longer to draw it out. It's going to take a lot longer to figure out where you're going to find accessories, where you're going to find your upholstery. You're going to have to go back and forth. You're going to have to check out samples. Um, it's, it's a much longer process. And is it fair? And this is me. I, I have a big ethical uh, moral side to me that runs my life. And I'm okay with that. I'm proud of that. I might not make as much money as other people, but um, I sleep at night and I know that I provide a really good value to all of my customers and they love me for that. So if I was someone that needed to take more time, if this was something I'd never done before, if I was, you know, uncharted territory, I would charge less per hour because at the end of the day, you know, if if a client's paying $3,000 for a design for their living room, it's only fair that, you know, that's a fair price. They shouldn't be paying you for your training. They shouldn't be paying for your education time you know, for you learning on the job. That's not fair to them. So if you're just starting out, it is okay to charge, you know, $50, $75. If you're just shopping for someone, if you're going to TJ Maxx or you're going to Target and you're just sprucing someone's house up, you know, that's a lot of shopping time. I guarantee you while you're at TJ Maxx, you're going to find things for yourself. You're going to be trying on some jeans. You're going to be looking at accessories and um, just seeing what's new. So it's not fair, again, to charge them for every minute that you're there if you're charging $100 an hour. So with that, again, 50 is great. You know, you can charge for more hours if you're charging $50 an hour. So so step back and think about it. Okay, this is a client and, and, you know, this is their budget. Now, I'm not telling you to feel sorry for them and charge them less because you feel sorry that they don't have a lot of money to spend, but it needs to be fair. It needs to be, this is a good value that what you're you're charging them, what they're paying you for, it, it has to be equal. So $3,000 is a great price to pay just for your design, for your imagination, for your creativity, for a living room, in my opinion. 
So however many hours that takes you, divide that and that's what your hourly rate should be. So that's another reason that experience really plays a part. And again, when people, you know, people take my course um, and I have a coaching session at the end, the final exam includes one like long, however long it takes coaching session with me. And I go over the whole business plan and, you know, what are their clients they're looking at and what's their demographic and, and what is the kind of business they want to start and how much are they charging? And they always ask, I just don't know what to charge. So this is the process that I kind of go through with them. And I explain, you know, what is your area? What's the going rate? What kind of clients are you getting? Are you doing full construction ideas that you have to do more research with building codes and finding contractors and painters? Or are you just sprucing someone's living room up? So I do this exact same process to help any designer decide what their their value is or what their um, their rate is. So think about, again, your area, your expertise, um, and what the going rate is. The, the last part of it is how you charge. Now, counting all those hours, that's the way most designers do it. And that's the way I used to do it when we first started. Um, gosh, back in 95, when I first started my first independent design business, um, I charged... 50 an hour for design, which was, you know, going to their house and meeting with them and, um, you know, doing research and drawing. And then when it came to shopping, where I'm just out shopping again, then I would charge 35. And it got so overwhelming to count every hour. And and then you worry, should I count for the drive time? Should I add in my gas? Should I, you know, gosh, I'm at TJ Maxx and I tried on pants. Do I deduct 10 minutes? Um, I'm out shopping for them and I see stuff for other clients and I get down this rabbit hole where now I'm working on another project. Well, shoot, how do I charge for that hour? Do I divide it up? Is it 50-50? What happens when you wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh, I know what we should do. I know the color. This is the, this is the direction because that's going to happen. How do I charge for that? And for me, it was just too stressful. And so I decided to start charging by packages. And, and that's where those numbers come in, right? So if, if, if I think to myself now, you know, here's a young couple, they've got kids, they've got a decent amount of money, they want to spend, you know, 15000 on their living room. If, if I'm deciding what percentage of that should be my design fee, I'm not going to take half. I'm not going to take $7,000. I'm not going to take, you know, a, a $500. I, I think for a full living room, you're, you're uh, like a, like a, a value uh, price for that service would be anywhere from fifteen hundred to three thousand, depending on the size of the room and the intricacy and and how detailed it is. And I thought a lot about it, and you know, to come up with those numbers. And I went over years and years of designing and how many hours that I really spent. If I really looked at it, and how many hours could it have been that I really have to spend? 10 hours looking for just this one coffee table when I realized I was getting sidetracked. And if I had just gone with the first one that was my gut instinct from the beginning, I would have saved all those 10 hours. So for me, and you know, and at my experience level, 1,500 to 3,000 is, I think, a great amount to charge for that design. And so that's what I started doing. I started just doing the packages. And, um, you know, I, I tell clients that, 
I charge $1,500 for the design of the room. Um, you know, and then after uh, a certain, um, you know, and I, you can say 10 hours or, you know, come up with a number that, that figures in with your hourly rate. But, you know, after a certain time, if it's taken too long or we've had to change our mind a lot or, you know, the project's been put on hold or something like that comes up, I'm going to switch to the hourly rate on top of it. And so that also helps keep your clients kind of on track. Like, oh, I don't want to switch to the hourly rate, like more. So I'm going to stick with the 1500. I'm going to listen to what Chelsea says and I'm just going to, you know, make decisions quickly and let's get it done. All of this plays into, you know, how you're deciding your fees. Now that's per room. So 1500 per room. When designers are starting, I'd say four or 500 per room. Again, you're going to take a lot of time, but it's learning. You don't need your clients to pay for inexperience and you're going to make mistakes. When you're first starting, I guarantee you, you're going to, tr you're going to try furniture. You're going to have to return it. You're going to try lighting and they're not going to like it. And you're going to have to return it. There's a lot that goes into it. And again, your clients shouldn't be paying for your inexperience. So if you're just testing the waters and you're starting out, start with your first project and do, you know, 500 a room. That also really comes into play. You know, how many houses are just single individual rooms anymore? You know, a kitchen is usually part of a, a breakfast nook. It's part of a family room or a great room. A dining room is usually with a living room. So I charge, you know, 1500 to 3000 again, depending on the difficulty of the project, per room. So that would be kitchen, breakfast nook. But if I was just starting out, if I still had to learn a lot and there were going to be mistakes and I needed them to to have a little grace and to be understanding of that, I would do 500 a room. And so a kitchen breakfast nook would be a thousand. And that's great money. A thousand dollars for something that you spent, you know, 10 hours on that you got to have fun doing. And honestly, half of it can be done in your pajamas sitting on your couch. That's a great starting place. And that's as a new designer, that's where I would kind of you know, that's the path I would set you on, but that could be just for the first two. And then you start to gradually, you know, inch up, then it could be 750 per room. Then it could be a thousand, then 1200. Then, so when people ask me, you know, how do I charge? I just don't know how to charge. This is the, the there's a formula, there's a scenario you have to go over and you have to be realistic. You know, I know we all want to think that our designs are priceless and that we're artists and that we should be you know, paid extravagant fees for our design. But, but I like to teach real world. This is real, real life. You know, I would hate to have you go in and tell someone, well, I'm going to charge you 5,000 for this room and have them look at you like, are you kidding me? You know, you're crazy. And then when you make mistakes or you bumble around or you get the wrong contractor and they're like, this is what I was paid for, or you know what I'm paying for, especially these days when good reviews and word of mouth is everything. So the best advice, break it down. Come up with a number that you feel good about. Come up with a number that you feel, okay, with this amount of work and the kind of work that it is, I feel good. I, I feel really happy with making this amount of money. My clients are going to be happy. I feel good. And if the number's too high, then maybe it's not the right field for you. I mean, interior design is a luxury item. Not everyone can have a designer. So if someone has a really low budget, you don't have to lower your price because you feel sorry for them. They might not be at the place where they can have a designer and that's okay too. But you've got to be honest with yourself 
and sometimes honest with your clients. You know, I like to always say, well, it's, you know, part of my job is making sure that your budget is realistic, um, that you understand how much it costs, you know, what prices are these days and, and what a typical room costs and what a typical sofa costs. Um, so I'll walk you through that. But all of these things are, you know, keeping morals in mind, keeping good business practices, keeping a fair and honest business. And that's how you build a solid career with clients who love you and spread the word. You know, I look back to when I first started and I was charging, you know, way too little, but I gave 110%. And those clients told all of their friends. That's when I had waiting lists and I had people knocking on the door, you know, when they saw my card and other clients, sorry, I know you're working on this client, but I really want to sign up with you. And because it was a good value and they knew that I cared and I was charging what I felt comfortable with. I felt like I was making a ton of money. I felt great. So that's what it comes down to. You know, don't, don't shoot too high to where you're pricing yourself out of the market. So do your research, know what the market holds. Be realistic with your expertise and your experience. Even people who have taken my course and, and go through the final, um, final exam where, you know, they have to do a mock living room. They have to do a full presentation where they're selling it to me. They have to fit in budget. They have to do, you know, all of these things. It's part of the final exam for my course. You know, even, even people who have taken the course, I still say start slow, start, you know, 750 a room, a thousand a room, 500 a room and work up, you know, email me when you get to the next level where you think you're ready to jump and you think, you know, okay, now I'm ready to, to up my prices and I'll give you my opinion. You know, I, I'll tell you what I think and, and, you know, help you figure that out. But you don't want to be considered overpriced. You don't want to be considered too much of a luxury where people think, well, I can't do that again. I can't do my living room now or my, my bedroom because I spent too much money on my living room. You want to find that sweet spot. And it's different for everyone and it's different every place. So I hope that didn't, uh, again, people always ask, you know, they, they expect a single answer. But the best thing I can do for everyone out there listening is teach you how to design your business that works best for you. Design this dream career that makes you happy and you feel really good about the money you're making and you only can go up and raise your prices and, you know, you get to do what you love and you're happy. And yeah, half your job is in your pajamas on your iPad. I love that part of it and getting to draw and getting to meet cool people and, you know, they invite you for dinner and you go on vacations and, you know, stay in their timeshares and it's all part of the career. And I just love it. I love that side of it. So be smart, be honest with yourself and your customers and build a great business that's going to last for years. That's the best advice I can give anyone. Make this a real career that you can retire with because it is the greatest career there is. So happy designing everyone. And please don't forget, like, um, you can't really like a podcast, but send me emails, go check out the Facebook page, check out my YouTube channel, um, leave comments, please, please, please like things. And, uh, Happy designing, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, and soon you will find us on YouTube where we will upload podcast videos. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and house at Design for a Living.
If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforliving.com.